Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of a The Mutant Academy Collective has been the launching point for many of rap's most innovative creators over the past half decade, with uber-talented spitters such as Fly Anakin and Concept Jackson coming out of this camp, as well as captivating beatmakers such as Obliv, Twami, Foisy, and our guest on today's show, Ewan. Ewan has fueled the sound for not only some great Mutant Academy releases, but has also worked with the brightest stars in the game right now, such as Makami to Estinac, as well as Young Morpheus, crafting the beats for their outstanding collaborative album, Thumbing Through Foliage, that dropped in 2021. If you're interested in hearing how one of the finest producers in the game approaches their craft and what inspires them, make sure you check this episode out. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. Iwan, how you doing today? Good man, I'm chilling. today saturday it's saturday yeah it's saturday it was great seeing you in toronto you performed you killed it you you did a a really sick drake flip i still can't get over that that was so so fly so fly. i appreciate you man that shit was much Uh, much fun yeah it's uh it's really cool seeing like producers perform like that because i'm not i haven't actually had too many encounters like ever since i moved to toronto i've been at many but before that very few times i see like true producers perform without rappers it's just like a whole different beast it's so cool seeing like all the live manipulations and stuff that you do to the sound it's sick yeah yeah. thank you man i appreciate it and i'm excited to excited to have you on also because like you're just a sick producer i feel like we got over the next couple weeks we're gonna have a lot of at least a couple at least a couple really dope producers future waves coming right after this like, uh he's on the he's on the L, L run right now. Oh yeah. Shout out to Future Wave. Yeah, shout out to Future Wave from Toronto mm-hmm. too. He's a really nice guy. I've been able to speak to him once before. Cool. Um but today's about you. And I just want to start off by asking, like, what's what's like an album or a producer that like first inspired you to say, like, okay, I want to make beats myself. This is cool. First one, I mean, I liked Eric Lau's Quadrivium early on. That's like a, a B album. I don't think people talk about much. Mm, yeah, that's um, right. Quadrivium. I don't even know how you would spell that, but just yeah, Eric Lau. 
Mm-hmm. Eric Lau is a really, really good producer, man. Um, in the vein of, of course, the culture and all this shit, in the vein of Dilla. Mm-hmm. But that shit is just like, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. It's mixed very, very well for the time. Um, I heard that shit and was like, I'm going to take my shit to the next level. I think I was already making beats by then, but I was like, yeah, this, this, is, this is hella cool. Mm-hmm. I, I found it on a blog called Strictly Beats. They used to like be on, you know, yeah, you were big into dot, the blog, uh, blog your big blog digger back blog then? Something. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. There was a bunch of them back then, too. Mm-hmm. Producers, yeah. I know, was another one. There was a um, bunch of blogs. I know that, like, where you're from, that's where Pete Rock was from. I'm assuming, was he a big inspiration as well? Yeah, definitely later on. Like, once mm-hmm. I figured out everything and the proximity and shit, it were only you... made it, you know. Were you someone that wanted to make beats first, or were you thinking of like being a rapper and kind of trying to be an nah, MC? I definitely as rapped. Well? I definitely rapped as a kid for sure. Um, yeah. Like talent shows and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. as a very young child. Um, <laughs> but like, no. Nah, after after that, like I was skateboarding and shit, playing basketball, shit like that. You know what I mean? Mostly mm-hmm. skateboarding though. But yeah. Then, like the music, the music shit came afterwards, kind of. So how long, like how, what age were you when you kind of really start to take it more seriously and start to like really start to refine like how you do things? 2011, 12, so like 10 years ago. Okay. That's like 29, so what was that, 21? Like that's still, I, it's funny because I feel like producers, especially even more so than rappers, I find like the journey of like, how long until in your life before you would really start to make beats, I feel has varied so much in the people that I've talked to. Some people are doing this since they're like 12. And I find it usually is the, the younger, the younger folks are the ones that I feel like nowadays it's easier to get kind of your hands on the right technology. Machines are a bit cheaper. Um, So I find people are getting more into it earlier. And you can make ill beats on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are phone apps. You don't even have to like what MIDI controller. I got a I think I have like an MPC studio and which is like a not some crazy good one, but it still costed a good amount of money. I can't do mm-hmm. shit with that. <laughs> I can't do shit. I don't understand how you guys make beats. I just don't hey, understand. Get the right, get the right sounds, man. You can, you can make it happen. I, I feel it's like I can chop I can like chop samples like in terms of I'm like oh this could sound cool like this five second snippet but i don't understand how to make anything like a coherent beat i just need like some training someone needs to help me but i don't feel it. Feel it. No. Feel it. so what's the machine of choice for you when you make uh when you make beats um i'm mostly in the computer but i use a, a midi controller to uh to chop up i use one of the older mpk 25 like, oh shit. controllers um, nice. it's hella like big and just ridiculous it's got the mpc 500 pads on it which is really cool it was like it's one of the older joints before they started like making all of the light up pads and shit on all of oh, the okay. MIDI controllers i don't really fuck with that shit for real so yeah um but i'm I'm mostly in ableton if i'm like sampling and i'm in logic nine if i'm composing mm-hmm. like from scratch you know one thing I found really interesting was in your latest beat tape source codes, you talk about how you're getting into coding recently and you say how it gives you like a similar feeling of fulfillment that you get when you make beats 
uh, as it relates to kind of like, I don't know, coding successfully. I found it pretty interesting because I'm not familiar with coding, I, but I know a lot of friends that are. Uh, could you elaborate on what you meant by that? Yeah, so like beginning of the year, I haven't really coded in a while for um, beginning of the year before I was asked to go on tour with Anakin. Uh, I was going to start like trying to do, I don't know, data analytics or like front end. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. So I started learning Python. Um, it's like a numbery kind of coding language to learn. I got like, I think two or three weeks into the boot camp that I was doing and then had to go on the road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but as I was doing that shit, like coming into the year, man, it was ill. Like I would code for like eight hours a day and then go make beats and my brain would be like on oh, yeah. Jimmy Neutron. It'd be on Jimmy Neutron mode. So I would go <laughs> into the studio and just be able to like get so busy so quick, like making shit from scratch, like sound designing shit really quick. And I'm like, yo, this is like this. And, and once I figured out like, how to get things to work in Python, I was getting the exact same, like, oh, that's dope. Like, that worked. You know what I mean? Like, fulfillment from music. I guess I it's, guess. like, similar... I guess it's, like, similar when you get something in, like, your workflow of, like, making a beat or, like, oh, this 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 plugin really sounds sick. If yeah. I use it this way, I turn this knob that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you've got a lot of variety in your beats. Like, you have you have like a lot of different sounds, a lot of different kind of flavors in your production over the years. So, but I, I find it interesting if I ask you this, like what would you say if you had to describe in your own words would be like the Ewan sound? Mm, I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate your, uh, you know, your acknowledgement of the variety. Oh yeah. You got, you got a ton I, of I different, it's a big breath of stuff. You I got. appreciate that. Cause we still trying to reach hella far but um yo knocking drums like an l swing like not too complicated not too not too simple you know what i mean clean but not too dirty if that makes sense you know yeah. what i mean like it's really far it's really far reaching like i guess and it's also like a swing thing you know what i mean like swing is a little different from everyone you know Everyone's swing is it's like it's it's like skateboarding, man. It's like everyone can do the same tricks, but they're all gonna land them different. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of how people use like can use the same sample and it'll just sound completely different just because like what that yeah. producer had in mind. Uh yeah, because you got you got I definitely if I had to answer that, I would definitely say the drums, the groove, like the 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 swing, those are like kind of the exact same things that come to mind. Cause even like you have beats like uh the one you did on Dump Yard, uh, that is that's one of my favorite beats, and that sounds like not, that doesn't really sound all that similar to like something you did with Fly Anakin on Mirrors or you know something on the Thumbing Through Foliage, but it's just they still just go they just knock. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, just, yeah. They just knock, uh, even though that one's so much darker than the others. Uh, uh, so you know, as someone who I who loves music beats but you know can't make any of it to save my life i'm always interested in kind of understanding as a producer like what's going on in your mind as you are kind of creating beats so like when you're digging what are the elements in like a little piece of music and a sample that typically kind of like you gravitate to like what is it that you you look for in a sample when you're like oh i can i can use this i can use this in a beat i can chop this um texture is important 
Um, I like, you know, I like things that don't feel too clean. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a fine line. It's a very fine line because once it's too grimy and, and the record's too poppy or something or like, you know, took too much high end off of it, you can't yeah. really, you know what I mean? Like, there's a very fine line of, of you know, texture and like your taste for that. Um, melodic content is also important. Like, how does it make you feel too? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sample something that doesn't make me immediately be like, oh, yeah. that's, I feel that. You know, it could be happy, it could be sad, it could be in between, it could be suspenseful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's had to make me feel like, oh, or that's cool. I also like, um, like sparse samples. But, um, yeah. You know, just cool chords for real. Even, you know, when I'm making shit from scratch too, like just cool chords, I'm trying to figure out how to make, you know, shit stretch and uh you mentioned just like a few minutes ago that you like you definitely want to have something that's like no not too simple but also not too complex um Mm -hmm. i know there's right now there's obviously a pretty common trend going on with you know very minimal loop-based beats where either there's like not a lot of drums or no drums or there's like just not too much alterations being done to like the og sample do you rock with that kind of style of beat making or do you kind of wish that trend would hell die yeah. out? Hell yeah, we do it all. I mean, you gotta, you know what I mean? I'm really at, my, at the point in my shit too where it's like, bro, I'm, if I feel like that shit is hard by itself, I'm a looper. But you can't get lazy and not do drums. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you gotta have that. That's really, I mean, put it this way. It's really how you freak it. How, how, did, you, how did you plate the meal? You know what I mean? Like, whatever you did to it, is what you did to it. But you can't be mad at somebody for just looping something up. Like, it's so many, there's so many beats out of just L loops. How you gonna be mad? And sometimes <laughs> people don't even not, notice That shit is not is. new. That shit is not new. Like, yeah. people like to act like that shit is new. That shit is not new at all. Like, there's a lot of beat. Like, just go back. Just go back. It's DJ Muggs been doing that shit in the 90s. Alchemist been doing that shit in the early 2000s. There's producers in the 80s that was doing that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not new. So it's like, it's not even really a trend, but it's like, when you use it as a crutch and like, you know, you kind of just like pulling shit. Anybody could do that. You know what I mean? You kind of want to make it your own, huh? Yeah. You, I you, think you like, would want to make it your own, you know? I feel like even when it's, there's not much, uh, or anything done to the original loop just the idea you can make it your own if based on like kind of like your taste because obviously a producer has a particular kind of like taste and like sound they go for and that's how you can kind of make it your own too in the sense of like oh like this is x producer like he really always has those kind of like those kind of sounds that's his like his like wheelhouse and that can be really dope but i just know that a lot of like fans as well as some producers less the producer side but a lot of fans these days there's some kind of like growing kind of like i don't know what you call it but just a some negativity a, around a disdain, the, a, a, yeah, a, a disdain, a disdain exactly for the, for the loop like, like fuck drumless beats i want i'm like it's yeah, cool yeah, if you don't, yeah, you don't need it. to like everything like it's it. cool i feel it I, like everything yeah. needs a balance man everything needs yeah. a balance like i understand you know some shit kind of feels lazy sometimes that's why mm-hmm. you know you got to get busy on everything that's why i like legitly i'm saying if you're using that shit as a crutch as a producer don't do that shit you're doing mm-hmm. everybody a disservice. Like, 
learn how to get funky with your drums, chop a breakup, get a drummer, and nigga, go on splice. <laughs> so many ways to do that shit. But also, it's really not even on the producers because, like, you know, sometimes the rappers really, that's what they want. That's what niggas are gravitating to. So, oh, yeah, you know, totally. To totally. each his own. But back to the point, that shit is not new. So, motherfuckers cannot be mad at that shit. That shit is not new at all. So, I feel like I maybe know, it's man. a function of people being able to kind of like with the internet, people can like spot the sample and like, like the sample police are out there a lot more now. I feel maybe people are noticing it they're like oh damn because there's so many times where i'm like i didn't know this was just a sample you know thank you for that yeah great 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 point great point yeah and so okay so like as as a part of the really really dope rap collective mutant academy i'd love to learn more about how that kind of all came to be like how did you originally link up with the crew and start making music with them so i Frank and uh, Marcus, <laughs> Henny and uh, and Anakin with some of the first. Yeah, I would know Frank. I know Frank for sure. Who's that is yeah. in the last album? But yeah, that's why I had to leave with that one. Yeah, but nah, they were some of the first rappers that ever really bought beats for me. So um, shot in the dark type shit. Um, we ended up becoming cool. You know what I mean? They came to New York for their first show. Um, I made it out. It was a weird ass night. We almost got like weed tickets when new york was not cool very long story Mm -hmm. but you know we've been cool for years like so i've known those brothers for a very very long time and i guess they kind of just wrapped me in you know what i mean because they had it already going on like yeah and and henny that's that's their thing you know what i mean um but they already had foise um i think they had twami yeah they added me and obliver around the same time so Man, how how does it feel being part of such a such a collective? Because just those names you're mentioning, even just let's stick to the producers like Foise, Tuami, Live. Like these are some of the and you like these are you're, you guys are like straight up like some of the best producers out. Period. All from the same crew. Like that's wild. Don't forget on Lucky Gray Matter. Oh yeah, Gray Matter. On hey, Lucky. Yeah, man. Never. We ends. one of the only. We one of the only self sufficient crews. Like fully self sufficient crews right now. What do you mean by self-sufficient? Hey, if if we needed to, we could do the art, shoot the video, mm. mix, master the project, do all of the beats, rap the raps, <laughs> get all of that done all in-house. Yeah, that's fine. Simply, like, Unlucky, Grey Matter all do art. Unlucky does videos, like, full, from top to bottom. Like, look at what he's done with, with, with Kahuna. Oh, yeah. Video-wise. And, and and project wise, all in house, it's impressive. So you know, I, look, I'm blessed to be, you know what I mean, even associated with those brothers, man. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, it's a blessing for real. It, why do you, why do you feel that you and the the rest of the collective have achieved so much success together? Like, what makes you guys special in that way? Because everybody's so different, but once motherfuckers come together it's like a good mixture of soups you got psycho Sid. like you got so many people that 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 bring so much to the table that like you might eat you might bro sid done did so many classics and he mixed wild projects like i think he did all of like chapel drive or some most of chapel drive mm. mixing you know what i mean um 
it what what really makes it special is everyone does more than what they you know what I mean than what they just bring to the table if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Gray Matt Gray Matter is a great arranger and sequencer. Like Paz just being a great producer. You know what I mean? So I think when everyone comes together, you know, that's when we're strongest, but that only happens because everybody is so far reaching with their skills. And I feel you guys are also very far reaching in as like individual artists too, because mm-hmm. like you you've worked with uh you've worked with so many other folks other rappers outside of Munich Academy just like all these other guys have produced or rapped with but then you kind of just bring that back into the you kind of like go out get some new kind of flavors and then you bring it back because you guys definitely have so much collaborations in-house but you also have a ton of placements and ton of work outside which is great it kind of just feels like it's mutually beneficial kind of thing Munich Academy Productions man come get your album right man We'll get your album correct. <laughs> nah, definitely, man. Yo, it's 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 a blessing. Like Grey Matter and Conway. Fucking me and Drew. I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it happens. It's cool. Um it's 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 ill, man. I think that we could definitely bring it to the next level. And Tommy John Belly. Oh, Tommy's yeah. always working with Craig. Tommy and Sky Zoo. Oh Come man, on. I I that was on um that was on the last guys record, right? right? Yeah, that was fucking sick when I saw or the maybe, track. Or maybe two, maybe two ago, maybe two ago. Was it mistaken. the All Brilliant Things? Mm-hmm. The blue, yeah, I think that was last. Either way, fucking, I love that album and I I love this beat beat. I think he did at least one. Um, yeah, man, that's fantastic. The All Brilliant Things right? is that where he's like holding the uh his, the his like no, it's the one before that. Oh, it's not the blue color JR Swift. JR Swift is on the the. Oh fuck, JR Swift, man. Yeah, he did the one like right before the one yeah. right before that. Tommy's on that. Like okay, twice. okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. I'm with whatever sign, what you want to do? We can run in a spot, put them on the nose. Ain't trying to get locked, keep a soul, let's pull it off smooth. Think ahead, chest moves, think you next, but you fool. That's a check, they can't stop making cuss when they made So, you know, yeah, as someone who's like worked with obviously the guys from Mutant Academy, but then outside of that, Mock, YOD, Knack, <clears throat> Knack, Divino, what would you say are some of like, if you just had to pick maybe like a few, I feel like it's gonna be very hard, but like, what are some of your favorite beats that you've produced? Yeah, that's crazy. And maybe um, zero it into uh, ones you've done with other rappers to make that a bit easier. I like Zangief that I did on- um, Immortal Kombat, yeah. Immortal Kombat. Yeah, that those drums crazy. are hard. Those drums Thank are you. I hard. Like, I like how that song came out. I really like that joint. Yeah. Um, think. Damn, that's hard, man. That's really hard, dude. Uh, I like decisions that me and Frank just did uh, on Mirrors too. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Shit's different, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's memorable. Um, damn, bro, this nigga put me on a spot. I guess I like yo. I like a lot of this shit, man. It's very hard. I like DCF babies. That shit is crazy. I was very excited when I got that song back. But I think that some of my best songs aren't out yet, for real. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice yeah. little teaser. We're going to get into what I you got coming up next. I think that some of the next. best shit isn't out yet, for sure. 
That's great. That's great. So going back in time to not actually 1973, but your record is 73. You recently put this on wax. I copped that. That's my favorite instrumental work of yours. I, I love you. it. It's just really has such a great kind of flow front to back. And so like as a producer who makes a ton of beats as instrumental works, but also as a beat for a rapper, how does your creative approach change when you're making like an instrumental album versus making a beat for use on with another rapper? Great question. Um, when it comes to the, like the beat album stuff, I really like to get influences from like my life. You know what I mean? Like that, that really comes from like an inspiration. Like I gotta, I gotta really think about it and then like plan it out and, mm -hmm. you know, get it together. Like when it comes to working with an artist, I can usually hear the beat and be like, okay, I think I can hear X, Y, Z on this. I think I can hear whoever, you know what I mean? But it's, it's all one and the same because a lot of those beats is, you know, even beat tape beats, you know what I mean? They're still usable. You can still rap on a lot of that shit. So, yeah, you know. But the beat, the beat albums and shit don't come unless I'm like, yo, damn, why didn't I? Like, I loved that when I was a kid. Like, I loved doing that, or I love, I love that aspect of life. Let me, you know what I mean? Like, let me highlight that somehow. It makes sense yeah. that the the beat tapes, the instrumental records, are a bit more kind of like require more inspiration because it's, I feel like in a way instrumental albums they obviously don't have words per se like mm -hmm. rapper words but they kind of need to the best ones at least they have to tell a story without words in a way like the best ones there's obviously beat tapes that are just kind of you can tell they're just beats that are like put together and that's cool yeah. but like when i think of my favorite instrumental producers who make instrumental albums i'm thinking of people like flying lotus um mm -hmm. dilla obviously that just like, man, like just Flying Lotus to start with him. Like his beats are just so like dynamic. It's Mad like a Lib whole, too. there's so many themes. Madlib too, yeah. Madlib too is like the master really of the theme beat tape type shit because he was going out there, you know, not going out, but getting records from fucking Brazil, India, doing the oh, yeah. tapes and shit The Indian like that. one is my favorite Madlib period. Legendary. That shit means so much to me, man. Legendary. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, now I want to get into Thumb and Through Foliage because I love this album. And it's funny because I, I really liked it when it came out, but I feel like it just hit like this other level this year because I've just been listening to a lot of Young Morpheus and I've just kind of had a general appreciation of him kind of like just grow exponentially. And that right. is my favorite record of his. And that's largely due to the fucking beats are crazy. What, what working with a working with a rapper like morph what inspires you working with him especially given how he's like so very politically strong-willed he has a lot to say um how, how is that working with him how do you feel inspired by him shit it's like the same thing working with the Mune academy brothers like i've known morpheus for a long time um he used to live in new york he used to play a lot of beat shows in new york i would just see him out you know i mean he was making beats pull up smoke a spliffy you know what i'm saying break dance some shit and then just dip out i wouldn't i wouldn't see him until you know what i mean the next beat show and shit. <laughs> but like we always kept in touch um i really like the project that he did with hand 11 um, um that dropped that wet joint i don't know if you're familiar, you're familiar with that joint yeah 
yeah, that's that's my shit. Um, that's really what put me on to you know the fact that that brother's pen is crazy. Um, and like you know, I I feel what he's saying. I'm not even mad. I'm t- <laughs> what I'm supposed to say? Don't say that. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, you kidding me? But um, yeah, man, I, same shit. Like uh, that was it's crazy, man. Because I was just looking at my DMs because I was trying to help him get some some trees in Brussels and shit. You out in fucking Europe. Mm. globe trotting and shit i was looking at my dms today that shit was only supposed to be an ep you know what i mean so wait which one the thumb and through uh, foliage thumb and through foliage yeah that shit was only supposed to be an ep like Damn, thank god it wasn't you know what i mean so i'm i'm very thankful that we fleshed that out and, and you know what i mean got it right he came with the theme and that shit was perfect you know what i mean so he you say he came with the theme yeah he came with the theme so how would how would he how did he describe the the theme to you for the record like sometimes you gotta get it out the mud. Like it's it's either you thumbing through it, you feel me? Thumbing through a check, or you know what I'm saying? Niggas gotta get it out the mud. Like look at the cover. You know what I'm saying? It's homeboy yeah. in the muck. Like niggas really got it out the mud. Like we, come on, bro. I I don't see my homies go from basement shows like having to fight people for money to like going. Every, come on, son. Going mm. to fucking. He's in Brussels right now. That's crazy. So that's a blessing really got it out the mud like actually got it out the mud so and he's making music that's like that's like Con- not conscious. easy to get for real for yeah. real conscious like let's yeah. be honest that's conscious you know what i mean so yeah. when he came to me with the theme i was like yeah we could definitely i can make this a whole thing like we could we could figure this out and I, one thing i really love about this album is that i mean especially given the fact that morph is a producer himself he can make he just made that obi-wan uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, by the way. No, nah, you got it. You got Obi-Wan, it. Obi-Wan, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he produced that. But he obviously has a lot of beat tapes, a lot of projects that he's produced. But mm-hmm. So he's a producer, too. But I found, like, this album, compared to the ones that he's the main rapper on, like, it feels definitely different. It feels, like, very distinctly groovy, funky, lush. There's, like, a lot of soul. It's a lot more colorful than I feel like a lot of young Morpheus records. I feel like a lot of times they're a lot more like kind of solemn and feel or a little yeah, smoky. Yeah. Um, little, little dark room shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. Back room. Smoked out, yeah. just looking, exactly. at, looking at the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah Analyzing yeah. the world type shit. Mm-hmm. On a, yeah, mm-hmm. sitting down. Yeah, this one felt a bit, had a bit more tempo. And so like, yeah. why did you feel this kind of sound was such a good fit for him? Because he's a rapper that's pretty steady, crazy. you know? Yeah. But his pocket is crazy. Like, you really got to like, just listen to even how he's growing now. Like his pen is only getting stronger. You know what I mean? But like, even when we did that record, his pocket is crazy. Like the way that he's approaching shit is like, you know, that's special. He His use of space is ill. So it's like, he could really say whatever, but he's not saying whatever, you know what I mean? But his use of space makes it special to me. So like, I like hearing him more faster, you know what I mean? 90 BPM type swingy mm. drums and shit. I like hearing him on that shit. So I had to get a couple of those off. Um, yeah, it feels like it just gives it a nice kind of like compliment because he's super mm. kind of methodical and especially even the subject matter can be kind of heavy, but like a lot of these beats have so much like going on. They have so much like pretty like strings or really heavy grooves, bass lines, like the like the first track. Uh, was it Ryan Dirty? Mm. 
Yeah, like that that groove is insane. Like I was just talking just... to my man Dustmaster Hiss today, man. Shout out to the nigga that gave me that record, man. Yeah, you know what man. I mean. Special special people. Everybody plays a part, man. I love I love everybody for everything that they do, bro. For real. Yeah, you know, that, like I, that song is great. I love that song. I was just thinking about that shit today for it. It's a great it's intro. Great intro. And 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 I think like Young Morpheus generally, he reminds me a lot of Boldy James in the sense that he just has that steady hand. And like mm. I feel he's almost just always gonna be great. And it's a lot of times it's up to the producer to kind of pick a sound that kind of complements him. Cause I feel like with Boldy. One of my favorite records of him, I think my favorite, is that one he did with Sterling Tolls. Have you heard that one, Mangaron McNichols? Yeah. That, like, that one's like crazy chat. That's like, that different. Different, different. And that's it's different. cool seeing like Boldy, who's just steady in the pocket with all this shit happening around him. Uh, it's, it's a cool compliment, cool kind of juxtaposition. I feel very similar with this record that it's just really nice to see both things kind of happen at the same time. Thank you, man. I joined with my baby. You know, I mixed it, sequenced it, produced it. That was my shit. I'm, you know what I mean? I, 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 I sat with that joint, so I'm glad that it's, it's been received so well. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very happy with that. So one thing you, you, you mentioned when you performed in Toronto, you mentioned that you had like a full-on jazz record coming soon, and you played a song off that, and I was like super peaceful, super calming. Could you give us some more insight in terms of like what that record's gonna sound like and what we should expect? So, man, this has been my another baby of mine. Um, I've been working on this album since two thousand like sixteen or seventeen. Wow! Holy shit! Um, <laughs> I mean, I had to teach myself how to play drums and shit. Like you know, a bunch of I'm always learning on the piano, so it's like all this shit is not like as cool as it once was to me. Um, and then I met my homie who helped me finish a lot of the songs, um, Desmond Teague. He's a great multi-instrumentalist composer, just all around cool cat um, from 21. Legendary for real. So um, when I met him, he, he heard a bunch of the songs and was like, yo, this is great. Like I kind of told him the theme of it and he was like, yo, this is great. Let me go. I'm gonna go away to college and write like some horn arrangements for it and whatever, whatever, I'll come back. And man, he killed it. And the one that I played uh, at the end of my set in Toronto was actually probably the last one that we did. Um, Yeah, and that was just like two takes, you know what I mean? Back and forth, just me and him, um, him on flute, me on piano. So this is like a live, like this is live instrumentation. It's not sample based. Like you're actually going to be, you guys yeah. will be collectively performing at all. Yeah. I got Sifu on there. Um, oh, Sifu. I just, oh man. Just hearing with that one song, he yeah. would sound great in that world. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's been my baby, man. So it's done. I just really got to play it correctly. If that makes sense. I got to get the artwork right. I want to do a whole vinyl run with limited colors and all of that mm-hmm. crazy shit. So. You know, the music is basically done, though. Kind of want to get the mixes right, too. So always tinkering, always. It was supposed to come out this year, keep it a stack. But I think we'll wait until next year when it gets nice and cold. Who knows? It might be a, a longer project. Is it but, um, mainly, you said Sifu's on it. Is it mainly instrumental with, like, a couple rap verses here and there? Um, He's the only vocal artist on there. Okay. 
Yeah, it's very, it's another very far reaching joint. Like there's scory stuff on there. There's like, there's jazzy stuff. There's very sparse composition, piano stuff, duo stuff. It's, it's just, it's really like a movie without a movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that, that sounds super interesting. Obviously I heard one of the joints, it was great, but I mean, that's a big, uh, it's a big jump. Like a lot of producers talk about kind of changing up their sound or doing something different, but this is just even like, it's not just like you're going into a new sound sampling or like doing something, you're actually like learning instruments. Like that's, that's a big, it's a big jump. Man, shout out to Prince, shout out to D'Angelo, shout out to Madlib, shout out to DJ Harrison, shout out to all of the people. I was like, man, what? Y'all people are doing it by yourself? Uh, Fucking Adrian Young. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to these people, man, because I got so inspired. I was like, yo, we have the technology, and if you want to do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? So. And I think Adrian Young created an instrument. Like, I think I'm not mistaken. He has like a... Like he has like a trademarked instrument that he's made. I don't know what it is. And it's like some kind of like maybe some synth type thing. But he's he's yeah, a legend, bro. Crazy. That guy's a that guy is a legend, man. Shout out to Adrian Young and uh Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know to be that legendary. Um shout out to everybody that's just a composer for real. Cause that takes a a, a level of superhuman strength that I think people don't really take, you know, into account. Mm -hmm. um so you mentioned before right that there's you feel like a lot of your best work hasn't even dropped yet so outside of this jazz record what's what are some other things that people should look out for i'm about to drop it on man i'm coming out with a rap city to basement theme beat tape so that's the next joint that's like beat album type joint um got to play some of them remixes in toronto which was cool Mm. at uh at, at loveless um it's yeah it's gonna be a good one it's just gonna feel like the basement with big tigger um you know what i mean right before 106 came on mm-hmm. i used to come home from elementary school and run home we'll, we'll make a fucking grilled cheese and some whack shit <laughs> sit down <laughs> sit down and Yo, just i'd love a grilled cheese shit. right now that's Man, not whack. whack that's not whack. hey hey <laughs> Empty carbs. Empty carbs. <laughs> you can do that as a kid, man. You can't, you know what I mean? You gotta, yeah. you gotta like throw something on the side with that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like a, that's like a side. But yo, man, I used to be enamored by just music videos and shit when I was a kid. So, you know, once I get the name and finish it all up, get that joint to be coming soon, get the artwork done. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to reel all my homies in for a compilation album. Um, all my rap homies. Uh, so it'll yeah. be you on the beats, and then the just get a bunch of different collab. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see who you know what I mean. Who can get back to me? I'm on the phone, make calls and shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um, think, man, I'm working with a great singer right now. Um, oh shit. Yeah, I'm working with a very, very ill singer right now. Her name is Stina Flamingo. Um. That's a name. Super, Stina super Flamingo. Dope. Damn. Yeah, super, super dope. Um, just got a bunch of shit coming. We got some stuff coming. Um, so it's going to be like an R&B album, like you you producing like the beats type thing? Um, I don't know if we're doing a full album, but we, we got a couple songs. You know okay, I mean? nice. We're we working on. Um, and then I'm mixing her project that she's got coming out. Um, damn, what else? I think that's really it, man. And then the jazz project. Yeah. 
And then who knows? I, bro, I got a down tempo album I want to drop real, real, like, on the fly. So who knows? I, it's done. Like, it's, it's older beats, but they're they're very good. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Who knows? I might just wipe my whole Instagram one day and just fucking put up three videos and then put that shit up. Tomorrow. Is there... Is, is there a rapper or another artist that you'd love to work with that you feel is possible down the line? Hmm. For real, I'm not even trying to work with no rappers. I'm trying to work with singers and shit right now. And like instrumentalists. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like, like where is like the guitarist? I can't play guitar. I need somebody that can play guitar. Hell yeah. yeah. All of my rapper friends are like right here. Like I could call them. So I don't really even, I'm good. Mm. like i couldn't even really no name came to mind like i'm working with a with a with a, a rapper out of fucking new orleans it's amazing shout out to wakai um he's i it's so many people that i don't even gotta really think about rappers man. i need i need instrumentalists i need people that play fucking instruments so mm-hmm. yeah singers and shit too that's dope yeah, that's for dope sure, for sure all right, man. Well, this was a great conversation. I, I really appreciate you kind of coming on, giving more insight into the craft. Love what you've been doing. Love what you've been doing. And super it. excited. I'm really excited for this jazz record. Like that, that, that's going to be a highly anticipated next year. That's me. Shout out to the homie Desmond for helping me with that shit. Shout out to Henny Lowe for calling me in the middle of the interview right now. That's you what I'm saying. <laughs> Dugging it out, baby. This is newest shit going on right now. Yeah, hey, yeah, Henny. Thank you for reminding me, Henny. Me and Henny working on a full album. Okay, Man. there you go. There Man, you go. Thank you Perfect for timing. Me, Perfect timing. Thanks, Henny, for the call. Appreciate it. Man, <laughs> yo. Whole lot of shit coming from you in the Academy next year, so yeah. stay tuned. All right, man. For sure. Well, Until thank then. You, man, for, for your time. Oh, I appreciate you because I had to really go because, you know, a bunch of people will hit you up for their podcast, right? A bunch mm-hmm. of people are like, yeah, podcast the rule. You've been doing your thing for a minute. Very professional. You know what I mean? Fucking website is cool. The guests you've been getting on is cool. So I had to do my little research. Shout out to people like you. So Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Take that call from Henny and uh, I'll... I'm looking forward to the records. Yeah, man. man. Let me get on this business call, man. Henny's wilding, man. All right, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah. Peace. Peace, bro. With a couple of niggas, your feet is trash. The bronze shooter, bullets in it, pig medulla. Divine move, a paper coming, I need it soon. Raw shit, smoke big in front of state troopers. Blow wigs, time travel like black. So there we have it. Another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all, though, 
you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levi, Steel to Dove, Kakoa, Mahima, Jeff, Mitch, Dash Lewis, Pancake Cleaner, Trey, Noah, Justin, Brandon, Joe, Gavin, Matt, Teddy Faley, Jackson, Kian, Slumber Logic, Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.